Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. 720 WGN. We call this segment Minding Chicago's Business with Howard Tolman. Actually, I didn't come up with that title. Howard Tolman came up with that title. <laughs> He's got an article posted on Inc.com. Millions of people read his articles. This one is titled Why Your Business Needs to Fight Against Apathy. And it really ties in politics, what is happening in business, who's leading any given entity, whether it's business or in politics. How are you today, Howard? Good, good. I'm uh, I'm feeling uh, uh pretty excited about uh what's going on at least on a national scene uh, you know we've had some big changes we've got all these apple announcements which are amazing for technology and i was i was actually thinking about you because of this uh this new debate that we're going to have for the next couple of months about uh whether the electric cars are going to have am radios in them I don't know if you follow that at all. Absolutely, but. we do. <laughs> and it's it's got some people really riled up. In fact, um, our chief engineer, Bill Murdoch, came on the show a couple weeks ago. We were talking about that. And then it looked like Ford relented and they would continue with putting AM radio on the dashboard. But the electric cars, it, it looks like that's not going to happen, right? Is that your opinion as well? You know, I I think GM hasn't said what they're going to do. I think it's going to be case by case. But, you know, it, it does strike me that uh, this is one of those cases where you might actually have to have some kind of a mandatory rule, unlike or sort of like seatbelts or like a couple of the other things that have been, you know, become mandatory over the years. And I think the reason is because of the National Alert Network. Right. I don't think there's any other way, although what they, you know, what the car guys are saying or the tech guys are saying is, well, now you you can use your phone or you'll get a tweet or there's a million other ways to get this same information. I don't know if that's true or not, but, you know, we'll see. I mean, it's it's not a technical problem. It's just a question of there's so many things going on in these cars now that, uh, you know, they don't want to make room for it if they don't think people are going to really use it or if it's going to be a, a differentiation. Yeah, when there's but, a national you know, emer- emergency or a national crisis, I don't expect to get a text because I can be at the United Center or at Soldier Field during a concert and not get a text. So exactly. I don't know how they think that's going to happen if yeah, uh, if exactly. everybody's doing it at the same time. Yeah, well, I think, look, I think that we're going to see a lot of these uh, debates. You know, one of the things that... Uh, I was working on this week was, you know, both State Farm and Allstate have now announced that they're not going to issue homeowners insurance uh, in California. And, you know, I sort of feel like, geez, you, you were happy to take people's money for the last hundred years and tell them how you were always going to be there for them and everything else. But now that there's fires and landslides and these other kinds of risks, uh, now you want to pull out. And I don't know what's going to happen, but I don't expect that it's just going to be those two companies. And I expect that we're going to learn that it's going to happen in other states as well, where there are these climate change driven weather catastrophes. So, you know, we're we're in a time where, I mean, people are looking around. I mean, one of the uh, you know, one of the things I said in the article today is 
it's hard enough to get people to come back to the office, but especially when they just there's nothing that they're excited about or enthusiastic about. And so you have to have a, a whole strategy of how you're going to sort of re-encourage and reinvigorate your people, your teams, uh, because as they look around, I mean, there's just uh, a whole lot of disappointing things going on at the moment. And I don't, you know, I don't, I don't like to have our episodes always be like Debbie Downer, but the, <laughs> um, but you know, it's it's tough. It's very tough. I don't know what's going to happen. This insurance thing really scares me because I think we're going to also see that they could very well uh, make similar decisions about uh, you know insurance in general. And this really hits hard for people who are unprotected. I mean, the, the cost of medical, the cost of repairing your home, all of these costs are just so high and so disproportionate now that if you don't have insurance protection, you know, it's a it's a different way of financial planning that people really have to do because, you know, you can be bankrupted by your medical bills just as, as easily as betting on the wrong stock. And I don't think people even have that in their mind these days. I was uh, talking with friends in Florida, and it's it's becoming so expensive to insure your home because of hurricanes that there are many people that are being priced out of their house, not because of taxes. They're being priced out of their house because they can no longer afford to insure it. Well, I think this is also why, you know, we're seeing a lot of doctors who are leaving the profession because they can't afford uh, you know, malpractice insurance. It's another one of these areas where, you know, their their practice, it was bad enough that they had to deal with the insurance companies to begin with, but the cost of malpractice insurance has gone through the roof. You know, so, look, we're, you know, these are complicated times, and, you know, we're one of the only countries that doesn't have some basic safety net to protect our people from medical exposures and from some of these other things. And I don't know. I don't know if that's going to come to pass or whether we're going to continue to sort of kick the can down the road. But um, I do think that we have to show the next generation or the next couple of generations that there's a future that they can look forward to. I think, you know, I think that the general consensus is that uh, certainly the Millies might be the first group of, uh, you know, folks, if not the Gen Xers, who won't be upwardly socially mobile compared to their parents. And, and boy, that's a rude awakening because the dream in this country has always been that uh, your parents will sacrifice for you and then eventually you'll become more successful than them and you'll look out for them. And and now the thought that you'll be living at home till you're 35 and may not have any job is very frightening for a lot of these kids. Howard Tolman is with us today. His article is on Inc.com. It's brought to you by CareerVision.org. And speaking about that insurance stuff, I was reading an article late in May, and the headline said, Denials of health insurance claims are rising and getting weirder. And there's so much truth to that. But, you know, along when in your article, when you said it's getting harder every day to console and motivate our people and to comfort and excite them about a future because that future looks bleaker, and I see that from people, um, especially Gen Zs, uh, where they're like, why, why should I work hard? Why should I go out of my way? What What does my future look like? We have climate change. Yeah. We have this. We have that. And I, I don't really have an answer for them. Well, that's what's, that's what's so hard. I think, the, I think that the, you know, the truth is, I think that when we look around, I mean, with every institution being, you know, criticized and people losing confidence in the church, losing confidence in religion and politics and all these things. I think the really upsetting thing 
is the two places where we sought real comfort was one was our family and the other one were the people we worked with. I mean, they were part of our lives. They were a family in a different way. And when you got separated for two and a half years because of COVID, we lost like half the stool that was the, you know, the foundation of a lot of the security that we all felt. And that's what we're trying to recover from right now. And when we're still all sitting at home and staring at a screen, that's not going to get us there. Well, and most of the world is in the same place. Yeah. Yeah. It's not it's not a U.S. problem. Right. But it, <laughs> right. Is, but it is. But it is certainly a problem for these next couple of generations. And, you know, I'm, I'm about to give another graduation speech. And each year it gets harder and harder to figure out what do you, what, what do you tell them with a straight face? You know, and I've given up trying to tell them what careers. I'm just trying to tell them what, what skills and, you know, basic capabilities they need to prepare themselves for. Because who knows what, uh, what the career situation is going to be going forward. Certainly, the things that your parents did for a living are not going to be things that you're likely to be doing. Absolutely. And um, what commencement speech are you giving? Where? Well, I'm giving one for down at Northern Illinois University, and then I'm giving uh, another one down out, out of town in New England. So, okay. All right. Um, don't All do right. anything silly or you'll be a YouTube star. <laughs> I'll tell you, I, I don't have to worry about that. I think Tom Hanks took over that whole situation for this season. So, <laughs> All right, anyway. Howard. Thank you. (laughs) Howard Tolman. It's uh, Mining Chicago's Business with Howard Tolman. His article is on Inc.com. Steve's News is next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. Chicago's very own.